Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, where we every single day celebrate so many wonderful people who are working so hard to make this state such a great place to live, work, and play. We're going to be coming over to my friend Hunter Dawkins here in just a second. But before we get there, I wanted to share a couple of things with you. I noticed recently where Jimmy Buffett was hospitalized in um, in Boston. He's out now. But he uh, said that he had some issues that needed immediate attention and said, you know, getting old is uh, – it, it, it sucks. <laughs> he even quoted Mark Twain. He said – He said this, uh, challenges make life interesting. However, overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Hmm. Hunter, my next guest, Hunter, is going to be able to talk a little bit about that. And then uh, Caitlin Perry, who recently was, uh, she's from coastal Mississippi, been on the show many times as Miss Biloxi. She represented the coast at the Miss Mississippi pageant. She won the talent preliminary and some other stuff. She she really represented us well. She'll actually be on the show coming up here pretty soon. But she posted something by Diamond, and here's what it said. Uh, whenever you start to doubt your strength again, remember what this journey looked like when you first began. You did not know it all. You did not feel so strong. But you kept on believing in yourself through it all. It was hard to keep going at times, but breath by breath, step by step, you have come this far. Even right now, life is still full of uncertainty and stress. No, that is okay. In your own time, you will overcome them. I just think that's really positive news that, you know, life's a journey. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to overcome adversity. We all face adverse adversity. And uh, probably no, no one is... You know, in my immediate circle has faced a kind of adversity that my next guest has faced along the way. Hunter Dawkins, who's the the uh, owner and the publisher of the Gazebo Gazette and a contributing writer for Supertalk Mississippi News. And we'll, we'll remind you a little bit about the adversity that I'm talking about here in just a second. But before we go any further, let me welcome my friend Hunter Dawkins back to coach, uh, to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, my friend? Ricky, it's always an honor and a privilege to uh, to at least be able to discuss things with you. And also, too, uh, I have to agree with your statement about the, the optimism. I know last week you spoke about uh, Harry Truman's positive feelings, and, and I certainly uh, I agree with, with where you're headed. So I thought it was, in, you know, here's Jimmy Buffett, who's written some of the most iconic yep. songs, who is a defined, literally defined a genre, you know, and, and incidentally, um, he, um, you know, parents, he was, you know, from Pascagoula. I mean, come on, think about it. You know, we, we have the benefit of Jimmy having Jimmy Buffett being from here and also went to Southern Miss. Sure. Uh, for him to quote Mark Twain, challenges make life interesting. However, overcoming them is what makes life me- meaningful. Um, 
That's sounds just a, a powerful bit, statement, isn't it? Sounds a little bit like a son of a sailor, you know, type <laughs> scenario. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely his music reflects his feelings. They they really do, man. They really do. Hey, listen, um, I, we'll uh, we'll get back to your challenge here in just a second because I do want to dive into it a little bit more to remind people what you went through. But we're we're on the heels now of the Southern Miss run through Super Regionals, and they they really they really did well. You wrote a piece for Super Talk Mississippi News about it. And uh, I thought you incidentally did a great job, but it was a great season and we get to celebrate an incredible coach. And uh, as he retires and he, he'll, he says, he's only going to look back at the wins. He's not going to worry about any of the losses, but but boy, did he make a great run. And you know, what I asked him about last time, when I asked him on the first questions, he said the most important thing about this program is the consistency that he, that he's helped being a part of him and Corky Palmer and Hill Denson before they have really set up a ground of consistency where every single year USM is has a chance in the regional super regionals and they've lucky one time been to the College World Series but setting that groundwork for such a uh, a non-SEC school in the state of Mississippi is outstanding and listen, man, I talked to uh, President Joe Paul about this last week, as we dis- last Friday, actually, as we discussed the significance of, the, of hosting, once again, the Super Regionals. What a, what a great testament it is to the baseball program. But 64 years of baseball at Southern Miss, 64 years. And they've only had four head coaches. They got the fifth one about to come on again. But man, what is that? I don't. Can another college in the United States say that? Well, and especially Ricky, it's with the foundation of their coaches. They're they're not bringing in guys from off the field. I mean, they're bringing in guys that have been involved with the program. You know, Ostrander's been involved with the program for at least a few years, and not before. You know, when he took a step away, but he he has been involved with that program for quite a number of years, and uh, and that's I think what's the familiarity works in Southern Miss's favor. They, they like to bring in somebody the kids know that they're comfortable with, that they've been on recruiting trips, you know, for. Um, and I definitely, I see the, the great foundation for the program for that. When you can build, when you can build and grow your own future leaders, that's really so important. You know, I mean, we we talk about it in companies all the time. There's a great book called Built to Last, and it's about building the kind of uh, core values into the company that make it so that leaders, you know, you're not bringing leaders in from the outside. You're 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 hiring leaders. You're growing them yourself. And you're bringing them into a company that they are, they've helped establish the, the culture. So by hiring from within, they've been able to, over all these years, you sort of, I, I, I thought Scott Berry, the current coach of Southern Miss, who is retiring, that his demeanor, as I mentioned with, with Joe Paul, is something to watch, that his calmness and confidence and leadership, the resiliency of this team, I mean, they could face so much challenge along the way they did throughout the season. 
they did uh, during Super Regionals. They did during Regionals and Super Regionals. But their ability to bounce back, at the end of the day, finally came down to they couldn't bounce back. They couldn't get those bet- bats going consecutively yeah. because of the pitching that, that Tennessee brought to the table. And that's okay. But, man, did they, they leave a great impression. They gave us some fun, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. Compared to the last year uh, where it was almost like – what what happened it, this year? It felt like Southern deserved to be there, and they deserved to have the opportunity, and to make to make things happen the right way. And uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's uh, it's the way things. It's building the ground, and if they keep that consistency, like they have, they'll be back again. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to watch again. You know, here's here's my observation about you. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> well, last night, uh, hearing you know, talking with the LOX and XXV guys, you know, here are these these young or, or late twenties guys. They're like, man, hard. This is hard. I'm like, I've been doing this for quite a number of years. I mean, it's uh, yeah. It's, but- but Hunter, here's the thing, man. As I said, you you've got to be a jack of all trades. You almost got to be a Superman to run a a weekly like you do. And it's not just a weekly, but it's a digital media company because you're posting constantly to your own digital platform. And then you're a contributor for Super Talk Mississippi News. You you uh, you've covered the Saints. You've covered the Pelicans. You've covered high school sports. You're now going to be a color man in in high school sports. On the radio, you're you're um, you know you're covering Southern Miss. You're covering the local community. You're running a business. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, brother. I don't know how you do it. Well, it's definitely you know going to these events, you know the college and professional events. It makes it tougher because it makes being able to to get out to the community with advertisements and and stories and things. It's tough, but. One of the, the things that I've been lucky, you know, through my parents' de- development of the community um, is that, you know, unfortunately, I have people that <clears throat> in the, the community that are subscribers and things as such that are behind me and they, they like the, uh, the things that I do for the newspaper. And that's that's what I, I feel blessed about. So, Well, listen, uh you know, what's interesting, I said all those things, covering the local community, being aware of what's happening, understanding where editorials are necessary, uh, contributing on a wide range of topics for Super Talk Mississippi News. Uh, we'll come back to the one you most recently wrote. The headline is, What's the Deal with Prescription Drugs? Um, you know, again, covering the you know college and professional sports. I, I, I just don't know how you do it. But this most recent piece that you wrote, I, 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 here, I'll read the first sentence. Look, I recently turned 40 and am completely out of shape. I have type 2 diabetes and have to use a CPAP to, uh, for sleep apnea. And you go on to talk about uh, a lot of challenges. But for, for people who don't know this, you had a very, very severe traumatic brain injury that came as a result of a car wreck when you were um, one week after graduating college in Washington, D.C. And your your ability to fight back from that and to build this business and to be this jack-of-all-trades and be hitting on so many cylinders, I don't know how you do it. But 
when you understand where you came from, it makes it even more compelling. When we come back with uh, my friend Hunter Dawkins on the other side, we'll talk more about this this uh, this auto accident that he was in and how it really changed his life. We'll see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette, and he's a contributing columnist, uh, thought leader for Super Talk Mississippi uh, News, and uh, and a good friend, someone I've really admired, and someone I've really enjoyed getting to know. <clears throat> but speaking of your of your <clears throat> excuse me, your brain injury from at one week after graduating college in Washington D.C., this is what you wrote. Police and neurologists both said after the accident that I should have died, or at least at a minimum, ended up in a vegetative state. Luckily, after three months of being in comatose and a lot of uh, physical therapy, I was able to return home to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And you literally fought your way back. But, you know, your dad, who is a doctor, uh, told me, and a, and a friend of mine, Dr. Dawkins, Dr. Craig Dawkins, said that when he looked at your CAT scan or MRI of your brain, you just the, the thought that you could come back to where you come to, you had to just put it in your mind that you were not going to accept failure, didn't you? Well, it was, and not only that, when I got home, Ricky, you know, uh, months after leaving the hospital, Hurricane Katrina happened two weeks later. And I was scheduled to to go to rehab on the coast. It was wiped out. Um, And the ability to relocate and, you know, being involved in a a rehabilitation. But it also set the foundation, you know, me noticing so many other guys and girls or ladies and gentlemen that um, that were had gone through the same type of scenario and they were. It was a lot worse in their case because of the the lack of care, which is a lot of the reason why I write this article, because of the people that have to go through so much of the same things that I did. And, yeah, I had a pretty serious TBI, but, I mean, with the the lack of care, you know, not only in in the hospitals down here, but the lack of, you know, uh, ability to get prescription drugs and things as such is that's what really bothers me more than anything else and and I just tried to put out a message that I thought people could read well I think it's trials and tribulations of life make you more resilient should make you more resilient certainly give you experiences that give you the opportunity to affect others but when you're a publisher and you have a voice, the ability to write, and you have readers, and you have people, and you have leaders who pay attention. That you can, when you can take your situation and make it a positive. I can't help but think about our friend Robin Roberts, and what her mother, my dear friend. Oh my gosh, Lisa Marion was, was such a special friend. Phenomenal. I mean, we could go three weeks and not talk, and she would uh, call me and say, "Why haven't you called me?" You know, she's just a, such a special lady. But lady. To Robin's point about making your mess your message, 
that's what you're doing now in this case of this this particular piece that you wrote. But you you found that fighting your way back and all that you learned through the process of rehabilitation from a tra- traumatic brain injury and and even the challenges you still face today, that you're able to to use your your voice to to spell it out. I see. I don't know how we got where we are now in America, where our healthcare system is so messed up. You know, the tr- the reality is, this is. We're we're the richest state in the world. You know, we we should have already figured this out. But I, as we we both know, as it relates to prescription um, medicines, I mean, we're we're the we're the only country in the world that allows drug drug uh, pr- drug manufacturers to do advertising. You know, and the work sure. that's happening, the lobby sure. that they have, and it's a mess. Um, hey, so let people know essentially what was at the basis of your, of your column that you wrote? Well, the basis was, uh, because of my type two diabetes and, and trying to get a weight control, which I don't want to relate that to my rationale for, for brain injury, even though there is some problems with my brain to being able to control how much and what I eat. Um, I'm attempting to get control of that with with my doctor, a primary care doctor, and um, it was he recently uh, prescribed me to Ozempic, and Ozempic is a it's a fantastic weight loss pill, and it's or it's a it's something that Hollywood has been coming across, and and they've built it up pretty high level. Well, according to my pharmacist, the local pharmacist, great, great uh, pharmacy, Davis Drugs. I'm not trying to sponsor anybody or anything like that, but Alicia is a great pharmacist over at uh, Davis Drugs. And she looked, she looked me in the face. She said, Hunter, that co- insurance is not going to cover anything. Now, I'm not going to state names and go after anybody for insurance purposes, but why in the state of Mississippi do we have something that is covered by so many people and yet they won't cover something with somebody with an A1C level that I have being able to to get any type of funding for that message and and I'm not you know one of the reasons Ricky that I wrote it out there was I can afford it but I shouldn't have to worry about that. It shouldn't yeah. be concerning about that. Somebody with groceries or some needs for their family, and yet they're going to have to pay $1,000 for three. I got three pills. You know, I mean, it's like. Hey, so let, let me ask you a question. So so people can understand the situation. Ozempic is a was a classic uh, diabetes drug that we we discovered you know, the the world discovered was also a terrific weight loss drug, and also had some other benefits as well. Yes. And because there's been a run on those pills, and similar similar type uh, medications, um, there there have been some changes in the way that the insurance companies look at it. So before before we discovered this weight loss capability of Ozempic. Was it covered by insurance then? I don't know the answer to that question, Ricky, but that's also been the creation, I guess, of putting it out there with, you know, 
individuals that are, you know, coming from a famous environment that, you know, put it out there on uh, like uh, Shark Tank. On, on Shark Tank, they've been promoting something like that. And that makes it the insurance companies makes it a higher, you know, push because everybody's trying to lose weight, at least down in the southeast where we have high obesity levels from that from that aspect. But it uh, but let me get off on this one quick point. Where why have we become among pharmaceutical drugs just like the PGA tour? It's a financial transaction. Where in America, a country that was founded on ideas, why has it become, yes, and capitalist market is big, and I understand that, and that's gonna, that's a way to, to level democracy, but it shouldn't make everything a financial transaction. That's just absolutely absurd in my mind. Well, I, I ran across this, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good piece. It's also incredibly real. And it's all it's it's not so funny, but it's a it's something that, it's a reel that's been shared uh, I think millions of times now of George Carlin, the former comedian, yep. talking about the amount of money in Washington, and he said, you know, we do, we don't you know we're voting, but we don't really have any control. You know, the people who are in these key positions that pharmaceutical companies and health companies and all these special interests, uh, they're the ones who really are in control. The, the politicians don't have the ability to always do the right thing. They're going to, they always have to, you know, again, I used to say this as a, as a publisher, follow the money, follow the money. And that's especially true when it comes to pharmaceuticals, isn't it? Absolutely. And being a former Washington DC staffer for quite a number of years that I was, but also working in Jackson, the different levels of government, it's it's a a fashion to elections more than anything else. What's going to get you reelected? What's going to do this? What's going to do that? That's what it's come down to, especially as I wrote a column a few years ago about the Federalist Papers and the coverage. That was something that James Madison and Thomas Jefferson spoke out against so much about special interest controlling society's benefits it, it it's so much you can see where it's coming from right now it's not good you know i i talk about all the time that we're not we don't seem to be interested in solving the big problems of course you know, we're focused on those populist messages and it's amazing how big how fast the vaccines came in for COVID, but then you don't have vaccines or other resources coming in for cancer, HIV level, other, you know, portions of things like that. I mean, at that same level, because there's no money in it. Yeah, it makes you wonder if we were to go after it like that, like we did the pandemic. 
The other thing is that, you know, the pandemic, the, the vaccine had all kinds of issues. I personally have talked about the the uh, premature atrial contractions I got probably from the from the vaccine and then the atrial fibrillation problem that I had. Uh, thank God I'm doing pretty good right now. But the reality is I didn't have any issues before I had a vaccine. And now we're starting to learn that that's actually a byproduct of the vaccine. Of so we, we, we've moved a little bit too fast, maybe. Okay, anyway, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Hunter uh, Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins, who owns and is the publisher of Gazebo Gazette here in coastal Mississippi. He's also a contributor, a thought leader for Super Talk Mississippi News. And when we went to break, we were talking about a column that he wrote, What's the Deal with Prescription Drugs? And he, you know, he really put he really puts his own situation out there, so that uh, others can learn from what he's gone through. But he's he's still hopeful. He's made an appeal to his insurance company that his type two diabetes has put him in a position where he won't have to pay the thousand dollar prescription costs of uh, of Ozempic, the drug that is now sort of the big crave around the drug is that it's a also a weight reduction drug, but it's also a terrific diabetes drug. So his company, I, you know, I would have bet that the uh, the health, the uh, um, insurers, health insurance companies have gotten quite cynical in the number of people who have applied for yeah. approval of this drug. And uh, they probably have to do their research to find out if it's actually due for diabetes or due for weight loss. And, and your doctors don't have control over that. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know, what level they have. There's no control over the cost. So. The real, real interesting situation for sure. But you know, I think it's I think it's awesome, Hunter, that you're in a position where you get a chance to write something like this, that is uh, that's distributed statewide, and it creates conversations like this. Uh, it, you'll you'll have more conversations on the the statewide shows as well, and it gives you you know you you can, you can use your own publication to run your stuff as well. Uh, you it's got to be awesome to have a voice. It is, Ricky, and, and being able to put out things for the paper and being able to get uh, speaking with Super Talk, uh, the Sports Talk yesterday before the game, and then being able to talk with uh, with Kim, the CEO, about specifically the article and things as such, and then being able to talk with JT, uh, and Super Talk has helped promote my upcoming debate the, the uh, Long Beach political debate that we have coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, where we're going to have both sheriffs debating and uh, both sheriff candidates debating. Yeah. Is, is obviously the the Super Talk media has done quite a bunch for me. So th I thank you. Well, guys. I, I believe here's here's what I believe. Um, I believed when you uh, when you know you you and I have been talking for an awful long time. Yes, sir. We're beginning to know each other better over this period of time as well. Um, the ones that are successful in our business these days are the ones who can sustain themselves. That can stand the test of time and. 
you've obviously proven you can do that. And so as a as a small newspaper owner, you know, you're the work that you're doing to write columns to, to to cover these things, you know, the economies of scale that you're able to develop for your business and to increase your voice. To the extent that, that your voice is extended through Super Talk Mississippi News, I think it's just gonna help your business. It's, you know, the, it's, it's advertisers and others hear your name and Gazebo Gazette and your commitment and they hear the conversations that you and I have they're going to they're going to say okay if i have a choice between doing something over here or 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 having the opportunity to do something with hunter then i'm going to go with hunter because he's the local guy that's burning the midnight oil to build a better community to make his voice something that's positive for the state and and that's what i hoped would happen i mean the fact that i'm able to say this now is i think beneficial to you and i'm 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 happy for you Absolutely, Ricky, and you were a very large part of, of helping me and helping build this, and I definitely gratefully appreciate it. You know, if you'd asked me six and a half years ago, would I own a business and be on the radio every now and then and things as such and have a statewide, you know, columns, I would have said, Ooh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of things got to work on for that, but that absolutely. Hey, Hunter, has the, uh, the, the upcoming – uh, coverage of high school sports on Super Talk has that been announced publicly yet? Not exactly, not exactly. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not getting specific yet, but I, I'm looking forward to that getting announced officially. Well, it actually is the promo, uh, and Kyle remembers us working on the promo uh, for Gulfport High School. Myself okay, so, and play-by-play man Harold Rose to be. Uh, going to be doing a play-by-play for Gulfport High School this year. However, I did make the one stipulation with, with Kim and Steve. I said the first game of the year, the Oyster Bowl, is my game. The Gazebo Gazette sponsoring Pastor Shan versus Long Beach at Pass High this year. It's, you know, we sponsor it every year, have the big trophy uh, to either team, whoever wins. And it's something that the community is really supportive of. And it's something that I've kind of helped put in place myself and Dr. Evers and Dr. Locke, Dr. Evers being the Pastor Chance superintendent, Dr. Locke being the Long Beach superintendent. We've all kind of joined in together on that. So. Well, it's glad to hear you. I didn't. I didn't know where you guys were on us. I didn't know if we could get specific about Gulfport, but well, well it's uh, on the radio. It's on all the Super Talk radio. Good, good, good. So yeah, it's it's exciting, man. It's exciting oh, it's that awesome. you're going to be you're going to be doing that. And, uh, and, yeah, and I bet Gulfport's excited too. Absolutely, uh, Coach Pinnock, uh, Coach Blake Pinnock is the Gulfport head coach. Blake and I have known each other for about five years, and uh, not only from the the level of media versus uh, coach, but I, I also coach with a number of guys that Blake coached with back in the day, uh, and uh, I always uh, try to keep uh, my state championship ring on the back of my office because you know Blake still got yet to get one. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, so hey, remind people because we we talked about working in Washington and going to school and. All this. Uh, remind people about your coaching career. Well, after uh, I left Washington, D.C., um, I came back home and I worked in the health department for about a year. But I also started to transition to working a part-time teacher. Uh, not In Stanislaus, it was where I first coached at St. Stanislaus. It was kind of a 
paraprofessional role and things as such. But uh, I was the offensive line coach for my for two years, and uh, we won the state championship in 2009 behind the arm of Dylan Favre and uh, a bunch of the other great players on that team. And uh, then the coaching career just went on for about five or six more years. Uh, I coached football uh, on a number of different quality teams, and I coached was the head basketball coach at Eunice uh, High School in Louisiana. It was a pretty good thing. And uh, then I just got out of coaching because uh, the the kind of the, the feel between uh, you know some personal situations uh, with my family and all, and it brought me back here. And I got involved uh, with the Times Picayune and with a couple other newspapers, and started late night reporting and things as such, covering high school football games, which was good in Louisiana because I did. I had been a coach in Louisiana for a few years, so I got to know most of the coaches, and it was a lot better opportunity for me. Then when this opened up down here, I took advantage of it, and the rest is history. Hey, what year were you doing the reporting for the Times Picayune? Um, I would say around two, the end of 2014 to 2015, and it wasn't just with the uh, the Times. It was more like a uh, I'd put out stories in the uh, Homa Daily Courier, the uh, the uh, Thibodeau. Uh, I can't remember what it was called over at the time. It's it's uh, since gone down in uh, with the newspaper industry, but. Those uh, little conglomerations of newspapers, uh, the River Parish that did TV stuff and all that, it was, yeah. it was all kind of joined together. So, Well, that's awesome. I was, when I was president of uh, NOLA Media Group and publisher of the Times Picayune and NOLA.com, you were actually doing some uh, some high school reporting for us. I was I was trying I was trying looking for that that nice little big paycheck at the end of each year. <laughs> well, you know what in the in the in the heyday of the Times Picayune, the 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 claim to fame of that organization was the uh, the community newspapers that were part of the Times Picayune, that you know the 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 very geographically targeted and zoned weekly community newspapers that were part of the overall newspaper. And gosh, that was that worked really well. It helped it helped create an insert delivery mechanism that was second to none in the United States. They did such a great job with it. And back when you were publisher of the Sun Herald, and not only that, but before Roland Weeks. It was a great high school coverage. I mean, Sun Herald had the most. They had you guys had a team of just high school reporters, college reporters. It was fantastic. I absolutely, you know, enjoyed it every every Saturday and Sunday. I remember when I became publisher of the Sun Herald. Um, like almost immediately, we named the the player of the of the year. Yeah, and it was a young man who was a. Um, a running back at Diaberville, and I, I remember I remember going over there to give him the award, and I remember Stan Tyner, who was the d- executive director at the time, he said, "Don't expect to be, to, to do this every time because your your world's going to get super busy." But you know, I envisioned that I could I could get involved even at that level, and uh, got sucked into a vortex as you can imagine, and uh, wasn't able to do it very much. But but I but it was just really important what we were doing. The team did such a great job. They said the standard Absolutely. for how to cover high school sports for our industry right here on in the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue with Hunter Dawkins, the publisher and owner of the Gazebo Gazette, and we'll have a final segment together. We'll see you after this. 
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins. I love the quote at the beginning of the show from Mark Twain that was quoted that Jimmy Buffett used to explain his hospitalization. Challenges make life interesting. However, overcoming them is what makes life what makes life meaningful. And, uh, you know, it's, I've, I've been enjoying sort of getting into the core of your accident and the aftermath, but also a little bit deeper into some of the work that you were doing in a wide variety of ways. And so interesting that our paths were crossing, but we didn't really know each other, you know, but it just time has a way of introducing you to people who share a similar passion for the industry and for this community. And I hope people enjoy our visits together. You, you've, uh, you've really, you really will continue to, I think, be a major player for the community as we go forward. And I, I wish you all the success in the world. Um, okay. How is business incidentally? It's, it's doing well right now, Ricky. Um, you know, obviously there's not a lot of news per se, except in city board meetings where there's, you know, as I've told you before, the budget's really breaking it down right now. And with, uh, as I've sent you um, a text before uh, with a lot of the Pastor Shan four projects they're working on, they're trying to build infrastructure across the city it's uh it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird because uh you know there's it's been a while since i've really seen pastor shan produce this many uh this many different projects uh, and and get these things approved and you know uh the state legislature and some bit of the uh, arpa funds have really been an output for us to be able to do these type of things and contribute to these type of projects. Long Beach is putting in signs and really getting uh, at the level of the harbor because that's something that uh, Mayor Bass really had had put behind. He really wants to to get involved uh, in finishing the, the harbor at least before his time is done or at least head in that direction. Yeah, it's a it's so gosh, man. Each city has their different levels. You know, so, yeah, every city had a different challenge coming out of Katrina. When I think about Long Beach, though, Long Beach, you know, in in places around Pasco Shand, even after Camille and Katrina, Pasco Shand is still the city center as much as it was challenged. Still slightly higher in terms of ele- elevation. Sure. Um, certainly not the case of Long Beach. Long Beach, you know, just. I don't know what their actual elevation is, but it's not very high. <laughs> so it took nah. it it took a big beating. Um, but the role the harbors play, you know, because we're come on, man, we're a beach community. I mean, we're each town identifies itself through its sense of place created by the harbors that exist. Well, and another article that I had sent uh, to uh, JT last week about the oyster decline, and I know you are very familiar with that. It was a discussion of how USM is really going to try to get involved with the oyster decline, even though we have the state legislature approved last year the aquaculture. That's still a long way in the process before you're building back uh, those reefs or anything as such like that. So yeah, yeah, it's. Uh 
there's a there's a lot there's a, there's a lot there. Um, it's interesting, even when I talk about or- the orchard situation, especially as it relates to the Bonacary Spillway opening, you know, two two times in one year and all that fresh water and polluted water intrusion and what it did to literally decimate the oyster uh, population that you can, you know, if you can get the salinity levels back, which we are sort of where we are now and you replenish those reefs, you can bring them back. And, and it's, uh, it's, you know, we, we, this is a situation where, the consistency is the problem because if you have to open that bone and carry spillway, then it change. You're back to square one again. You know. I will assure you, Ricky, your good friend Gerald Blessy will not let that happen with anything in his power. So, you know. Unfortunately, and I know, and he's been on the show many times. The problems, the prop, the solutions to the problem are so expensive. Yeah. And so far out. Now, I bet there are probably some tweaks that we can make. Maybe maybe there's a, a way to, to open the various openings. You know, there are only a couple of uh, openings that, that you can control the uh, the flow of the Mississippi River to keep the, the city of New Orleans from flooding. But, um, you know, maybe the Chaffalaya Basin can play a, a bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a bigger role in this. Uh, it's, uh, man, it's a, it's a tough evaluation because no matter where that freshwater goes, it's going to have a big impact, isn't it? Well, and we need to have somebody representing Mississippi on the federal Mississippi River Commission. And thank thank God they got to listen to Mississippi. It's amazing to me, actually, that they could make a decision like opening the Bonacary Spillway and not have to consider the economic and environmental impact to the Mississippi Sound. You know, the the Mississippi River was never meant to flow into the the Mississippi Sound. So you have that you have that opening there on Lake Pontchartrain and then it flows into Lake Pontchartrain, then the Lake Bourne and then into the Mississippi Sound, uh, that was never meant to be there. Uh, Mississippi Sound is a really amazing uh, semi-enclosed estuarian complex, and uh, it's great for seafood and fishing and oysters and all of that. But once that, once you start flowing that polluted fresh water into the Mississippi Sound, it is a devastating, devastating brew, and it's not good for anybody. Hey, listen, we're out of town for the for the for the time being. Can't wait till we visit it again in the near future my friend hey ricky it's always a very positive uh, thing with you and i certainly appreciate all your help and everything you've done for me so. no thank you for what you're doing for the state of mississippi we appreciate you hunter dawkins have a great day and we will see you tomorrow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.